Hi, I'm Kim Chesney, and I'm here with Rick Flynn, and I can't wait to talk about radical intuition and how you can start waking up your inner power. You're listening to Rick Flynn. With a shout-out from London Town, it's Rick Flynn Presents... Now, ladies and gentlemen, your MC for the affair, Rick Flynn. Hi, everyone, and welcome on in. Kim is with us today, www.kimchesney.com. Kimchesney.com, quote, join the intuition revolution. Kim is a best-selling author. She's an intuition pioneer. She has a lifelong passion for raising awareness of humanity's inner potential. I am here, Kim says, to guide you on the greatest journey, the journey to your true self. Kim Chesney, is that true? (laughs) Yes, it is. Thanks for having me, Rick. I'm so happy to be here today. All righty. From the rock and roll capital of the world, Cleveland. That's right. Not not too far away, just outside Cleveland. (laughs) There we go. All right. Kim, how did you get into telling people to join the intuition revolution? Intuition, I'm going to assume is the gut reaction that we all have and people yeah yeah explain that to those that don't know what what do you call intuition that is such a, a great question and that really is the foundation of why i wrote my book radical intuition because i wanted to help people understand exactly what intuition is because if you ask that question to the general population say you know what do you think intuition is you'll get a lot of different answers some people think it's a gut feeling some people might say it's creative inspiration or or a knowing or even psychic ability There's so many different ways that our intuition manifests within us. But the truth is, the overarching summary of intuition is it's just a complementary way of thinking to our intellect. I call it quantum thinking because it's a little different. You don't have to go through those sort of linear uh, processes of reasoning and cause and effect to get your answers and to solve problems. It's something that just comes to you and arrives in an instant. So it could be an inner knowing. It could be a gut feeling. It's that part of you that connects to that all-knowing feel of life that plugs you into everything that's happening. So there really is a part of you that knows everything. Even though our conscious mind is really focused in this moment in time and this place, there's a higher part of us that knows much more than this little sort of bubble that we live in. And that's what our intuition connects us to and really can help guide us to live better lives. Would that be, let's say, oh, how would we describe this? Um, Let me see. It would be something that you don't need anyone else to tell you about, you have a gut Mm -hmm. reaction. Can that apply to love? For example, is there such a thing as love at first sight? Do you believe that? Yes, absolutely. And that's a really good way to summarize intuition because um, even, you know, even philosophers and uh, theologians throughout history have identified intuition as an intrinsic knowing. It is something that it's information that we don't get from the outside world, from other people, uh, from any teaching, any dogma. It's something that is written within our hearts and it's something that we know 
implicitly inside us. So yes, I 100% uh, believe in one in love at first sight. Uh, it's one. In fact, I, I I experienced it with my husband because it's when you recognize someone who's good for you and someone who's going to be a positive influence in your life or grow your or even the opposite really that a part of you recognizes that truth and when it's a good truth and it's love, there's this instant connection between people on an intuitive level. And how long have you been married? Coming up on eight years. <laughs> All right, and tell me about the very first time that you saw your husband, not met him, but just laid eyes on him. How did you feel at that moment? Yeah, it was really an extraordinary experience. I tell this story a lot because I was actually driving on the highway. I was living in Pittsburgh at the time and I was on the parkway and I was just taking my normal commute. Um, and this guy rode in front of me on a, on a motorcycle. And I just remember thinking, wow, he's, he's he was really safe. That was the word I thought. He was really safe because he had on the, all the safety gear. He was on a Harley. It was this awesome bike. But he was also obviously very responsible and concerned for not killing himself. And, you know, I had some issues in the past with, you know, friends who had hurt themselves on their bikes. So to me, that was really um, something that, that resonated with me. I actually took a picture of him and I sent it to my friend. And I, and I started on following him and following him. And before I know it, he ends up turning into my place of work, which is like 10 minutes down the road. And um, he ended up working in the same building as me. And we ended up meeting a year later and I told him the story and he thought it was crazy that I had taken a picture of him the year before. I just instantly recognized something about him. And he was always a safe person for me. So metaphorically, that feeling that I connected him with something that was good and, and exciting, but also something really safe and supportive. Wow. You saw him on a motorcycle. Was it a Harley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You saw him. He had the safety gear on and you said, this is the one for me. Well, I didn't recognize that at the time. I just, that, and that's the thing. Intuition doesn't always give us the big picture. I, I recognized the connection. I felt an instant connection. Uh, my intuition drew my attention to him. The universe serendipitously put us in the same place at the same time. So you see, there's all these forces that work together when we're aligned. But it wasn't until a year later when we started talking that I realized that there was really something that profound that had happened that day. Right. Now, I was born in Pittsburgh and I lived there the first nine years of my life. Wow. I, I did. And I read uh, when I was a kid, I remember uh, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. That's a newspaper. And the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette yep. said, and I quote, Kim Chesney is on the vanguard of movement <laughs> to unearth the genius within. Yep. <laughs> uh, unearth the genius within. Now, is that something that only you have done to your life? Or do you believe when you met your husband or saw your husband that first time, he had a lot to do with it, too? Yeah, I mean, we're all participating in this together, you know, and that's one thing I stress more than anything is everybody has this ability. We're all interconnected. Um, some people just are a little more conscious of it than others. And I think that day I was aware of it. He had no clue. He had no idea until much later. But some of us become conscious of it at different times. But it's really something that's working in all people. Everybody has this faculty. We've been taught to think rationally, so we often repress it and tell ourselves it's our imagination or it's just a coincidence. But in reality, there's so much more meaning to these things than we realize. And so I wrote this book and did all this research to help people understand how to unearth that and tap into that within themselves. Now, did your husband think you were crazy when you told him about your intuition work? I, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe yes, he probably was, did. Definitely some... Uh, <laughs> 
I and believe especially it. because he's a tech guy and a military guy. <laughs> so, but now he is one of the biggest pro- proponents of intuition. Now that he's really took the time to understand it, he's really my greatest success story because he teaches it to his people and his team and really understands the technology and like he works in the military that those kind of things are really valuable in all facets of life. Right. And what branch of the service is he in? Uh, he, he actually just retired out of the Army. Oh, okay. And he was in how long? Was he a lifer or no? Yeah, he was a lifer, 20 years. Oh, my. Wow. So he, oh, boy, boy, he put in his time. And now he's with him. <laughs> he's with this crazy gal who says, join the <laughs> intuition revolution. And that is your, your book. Your book is called Radical Intuition, a revolutionary guy to using your inner power. Now, using your inner power means that if something hits you in your gut, when you see it, feel it, start to understand it, start to experience it, then you act upon it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, I'm really, that's a great way to put it because I really want to reinforce with people that uh, not to dismiss these nudges or these gut feelings or these sort of ideas that come to us, but to honor them. And when we do, it can really make a big difference and an extraordinary change in our life. Very important. Now, have you ever heard anybody say, ah, oh, no, there's nothing to this. I'll bet you you have naysayers all the time. All the time. Yes, yes. And, and you know, it's so funny. It's because it is a knee-jerk reaction from a lot of people because we've been sort of conditioned to think that intuition is silly or that it's just something women have um, when really it's, so much more than that. Understanding it is a really a kind of genius. And that's sort of what Tony Norman was touching on when he wrote about me in, in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette was on, on this vanguard of unearthing the genius within. Intuition is that connection with genius. When you hear Einstein and scientists and people like that talk about, oh, the solution just came to me. I was, I was sitting up at night and it just popped into my head. That's intuition. And we can tap into it and expand it. It isn't something you just have to wait for to just happen out of the blue. You can really do a lot of um, discovery to ignite your intuition intuition, and attune to it. So you get more of those answers and directions that you know we are all looking for as we're living our life. And the gentleman with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he knew about intuition prior to having you explain it to him? You know, honestly, I don't know. I love that he, he was intrigued by the book. Uh, he wasn't someone that I knew personally at the time. He was someone who had a genuine interest in understanding, of, you know, the work I was doing in Pittsburgh. I had done a lot of work in the city with technology and innovation. I worked for the Pittsburgh Technology Council and I founded the Create Festival and also a co-create uh, business incubator. So I was doing a lot of practical work with intuition, bringing it into business and, and economic development and the art. So there was really a tie-in with the community. And I think it was a great example of how intuition can actually make an impact, a real quantifiable impact. And it's not just this sort of, you know, la-la land of spiritual growth and things like that. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. We have intuition coming down the road into your thought process. Probably what? Every day, every other day. Do you have an intuition revolution event, if you will, if I could use that term? An intuition revolution, how about this, experience. Do you have that daily or no? Only every so often. Yeah, and that's a great question because that, that's something people ask a lot of times. Like, how often, 
can I experience my intuition? The answer is your intuition is always there, always there. It's always feeding us. And one way to recognize it is it, it shows up as those thoughts that arrive out of nowhere. So if you're just going for a walk and you have an idea to call a friend, that could be an intuition that your friend needs you or that your friend would like to talk to you. Or if you're you know, in the shower and all of a sudden you think of something that you want to do at work today, well, maybe that's an idea of something good that's going to help you. So all these are little ways that intuition drifts in and really small moments all throughout our life. And the way to get more of those is to kind of open up that space and get into that sort of place where we kind of zone out, you know, when you're driving to work. These are when these intuitive ideas naturally drip in. And then eventually, you know, sometimes we'll have those big ideas, those big life-changing things, those things that are extraordinary. They're like the little story I just told you, or, you know, there's a million different ways that it can show up and be like, hmm, something else is going on here. There's more to life than we realize. Right. Now, how about identical twins? They say that there is a very strong, intuitive bond between them. All right. Identical twins probably hear and have the experiences that you are advocating and talking about, I would say, more than the average person. Would that be true? Yes, that's a great example. Twins are a really great example of what you know really has become to be termed quantum entanglement. They've, we've realized that this kind of thing happens through physics and science. It's not something we just make up anymore. Everybody's pretty much had one of those experiences where you think of somebody and they call you on the phone or you say something and somebody else says it at the same time. We are connected through this sort of non-local energy field that science has actually proven exists. It transmits energy to people that we are strongly energetically connected with. So twins are a great example because they are so deeply energetically connected they naturally communicate on this level that is energetic beyond the rational mind intuitive so very often twins are are some of the have most interesting stories of living parallel lives making parallel decisions even knowing things about each other when they're far apart so twins can do it we all can do it especially and the more we are connected to someone the more emotion or the more love we have for another person the more likely we are to have these kind of experiences and and you've worked with uh, identical twins or no? Well, I, I knew a pair of identical twins growing up. I haven't professionally uh, studied it, but I've read there are a lot of studies out there. Right. Okay. How about an adoptee, a party that was adopted, either male or female? They sometimes, I've heard and read, where they have an intuitive feeling as they meet people that, hey, wait a minute, this looks like somebody that I could be related to. All right. Have you ever had any of this, uh, this type of uh, well, experience uh, from arriving from an adoption? Yeah, that's absolutely possible. It, it, it is 100% possible to sense a connection with someone like that on an intuitive level or to have a sense of um, not belonging in a certain family the way that you feel that you should. But on the other hand, that being said, sometimes, you know, our intuition doesn't show us things. And so, it, you know, if you would have been someone who's adopted in a situation like that, there are sometimes there's things we're just not meant to know. And it's okay. Sometimes there's a buffer that, you know, some truths would be uncomfortable. And, and there's times that we don't know things. So I really encourage people, if there's 
a time when you had, you didn't have an intuition and you were like, how did I not know that? Doesn't mean that intuition isn't real or that doesn't exist. It's just sometimes things are disconnected from us intuitively because we're not ready to understand them or see them at a certain point in time. And how about the real biological parents, both of them, uh, making it such to where they don't really want the adopted child to know? Right. And that could be part of it. If they're putting out blocked energy, you know, where they don't want to make that connection they can disentangle. So it can be, you know, part, you know, harder to plug in to that kind of energy because it really is about energetic connection. If you have a really strong energetic connection with your biological family, then you're going to feel that connection. And if there's still some sort of entanglement with your adopted family, then you'll probably feel a longing to connect or a knowingness and it can draw you two together. So it's really just about where that energy is. And you know what? You might not have an energy at one point in your life, but it might activate. Like when you're in your 40s, you might suddenly feel like now I want to do it. It's because you're responding to the other person on another level. Maybe now they're ready for it too. So it's not always just on your terms and your time. When you're entangled with other people, this is a process of growth and timing. So it, you know, it might be just a matter of waiting until the time is right. Right. Do not expect it if the biological parents aren't on board with it. Yeah, it, I mean, it's really, it's a, it's a tough situation with human emotions and entanglements. Biologically, they're entangled. It's just a matter, I think, of leaving it up to the universe for that connection to be activated at the right time. All right. You have your book, Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power. And in that book, you tell everybody to use your inner power when? Only when something hits you like a ton of bricks, as they say, or should you be on the look at it 24-7? Could you have a dream that would unearth something that would be intuitive? It would seem to me a dream would not be out of the question. Yeah, 24-7 for sure. We can use our intuition all the time. And I love that you brought up dreams because dreams, I always call dreams backdoor intuition. So when you when you have an intuitive experience, it isn't generally something that's that's un- Unconscious. That's one of the things people sort of um, get confused about with intuition. Intuition is higher awareness. It gives you more perspective, more information, and more understanding. But the cool thing about dreams is sometimes if you have a block in your daily life and you're not seeing something or your intuition can't get through trying to tell you something or you're not listening, your intuition can come in through your dream, sort of in through that back door and create a scenario to give you a message or to share something with you or to help you see something differently. Very well. Are there people who have multiple dreams and multiple intuitive uh, events? I'll bet you there are. Yeah, I mean, and that's what's so interesting about intuition is everybody's different. So if you hear about someone who has, oh, I dream every night, I have all these intuitive dreams. Yes, that's wonderful. That means that their intuitive channel through their dreams is very open. But other people may never have that happen. And that's totally okay because everybody's intuition flows in a different way based on their personality and their sensibilities. You know, there's really four pathways that we can generally receive our intuition. We can receive them through our bodies. Like we have, like you were saying, those gut feelings or, you know, have the sort of tingles on your spine when something feels off or those kind of physical experiences. You can also experience it through your mind as guidance when you have, you're like, oh, I should go to work a different way this day. And it turns out that the way that you normally go, there was a big accident, right? So it can work with you on those decisions and thinking process. And and that also can work with you through those sort of emotive feelings and callings and passions you have. Like you just don't know why, but you just feel this calling to, you know, start a business and help people and 
comes. You can't shake it. It's just because there's this thing inside you that wants you to grow and, and do these certain things to help the world. And then the fourth type is really that spiritual intuition that, that we all have on some level to reconnect with each other and our true selves and, and that sort of state of being that we've lost living in this day today. Right. Now, faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And you are a proponent of faith. Rule number four, right? <laughs> yes, faith is very important because we do really have to sort of hold that faith and trust in life and trust in the universe or God, whatever word you use for that higher power and guiding force that exists for all of the world. Uh, we, we are living in a universe where we are supported, whether we realize it or not. So living in, the, in that state of trust and faith that everything's working for us, for our advantage, even if sometimes it hurts and even if sometimes we have to struggle through it, that there's a gift and an invitation in those struggles to be something better. Right. Number one out of the four is your gut reaction. Number two is your mind. And what is the difference between gut reaction and your mind? Does the mind take longer to ascertain what it is you wish to do? Or is the gut more like the gut reaction is instant, instantaneous, and the mind may take a few days for you to think about? Is that what's going on there? No, but it's, this is a great point. And this is this is really, really important. Um, I'm so glad you made that distinction because that one of the qualifying factors that any kind of intuition is that it's instantaneous. It arrives effortlessly. We don't have to work for it. It comes in that little lightning strike. Whether it's that gut, that gut feeling, it just shows up and you're like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but something's not right. I got to listen to that. And the knowing just comes in your head. Oh, suddenly go to work a different way. Oh, suddenly mm, that person, I'm not sure there's something off about that person. I think I'm not going to hang out with them. It's an instant knowing. It's an instant feeling. It's something that just arrives effortlessly. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to figure any out. It's the easiest form of knowledge acquisition because it just drops into our hearts and minds. There we go. Number one, your gut reaction. Number two, your mind. Number three, emotive feelings. I'm going to take it that those are feelings that generate hardcore emotions due to yes, no other way to put my... it. Very hardcore emotions. <laughs> am I right there or am I off the beaten path? No, no, this is this is the right idea that uh, when I talk about the heart, you have to be really tricky when we talk about the heart. So we're really talking about the body, the mind and the heart here. And we have to distinguish between those sort of need based small emotions like, oh, I, I I'm so in love with Susie. I can't live without her. She makes my whole world go around, which is something very need-based versus I have this calling inside me to find a partner who's going to do great things in the world and we're going to live our lives together in mutual trust and understanding, right? So we have to focus these feelings on higher. It's kind of like our higher hearts, our callings, our passions, the things that um, really that when life calls us to improve ourselves, because a lot of times when we fall in love, we fall in love with someone who we see something in them that is going to help us to grow and expand and feed our own soul. And that's why falling in love can be such a sacred experience when you do it from your higher heart, right? But we have to get out of that place of fear and need and anxiety and all of those things that drive those lower emotions, because that's all static for our intuition. Intuition only comes through in this high place and connects us to this high place of growth and expansion. Right. Now, there are coaches out there who specifically dedicate their coaching, if you will, 
to the love relationship between both genders, either male or female. Mm -hmm. And you, I'm assuming, also, have you been called upon to work with the love relationship between both men and women? Well, I mean, it's not my area of specialty. I, I focus in, in on intuition in general. If one of my students or clients are having issues in a relationship, we definitely work with intuition because intuition is the best guide in helping you navigate your relationships, whether it's having empathy for another person or really understanding your dynamic or even, you know, things like infidelity or, 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 or issues of untruth. Intuition can be so important in rooting those things out because so often we sense something's wrong intuitively. But, you know, no one's saying those words and the truth isn't coming out. And so intuition can be a very useful tool in understanding who's right for us and who's not right for us. Right. Okay. Let me ask this. What would be the main difference between a love, quote unquote, coach for the love relationship and your intuition, radical intuition approach? What would you say is the main difference there? Well, I would say that if it's a good coach, there wouldn't be any difference because a good coach would teach you to trust yourself and listen to yourself and your own intuition. And that's really the key is empowerment and listening to that inner truth. And if you coach anyone to live from that place of genuine inner truth, then you're doing them a service. If there's any sort of living from the outside world, following dictates of a particular doctrine, it gets tricky because you know we can't we can't put our the container of our soul and our spirit into any sort of man-made framework and really at the end of the day we have to go within and put that on our own self on our own heart as our litmus test in everything we do right now we've done shows before on empowerment and that's a very popular popular topic empower how to feel empowered and that is about self-confidence and I am going to imagine, mm -hmm. I'm going to imagine the intuition revolution also is mm -hmm. strongly concerned with self-confidence. Would that be right? Absolutely. And that's, you know, right in the subtitle of the book, when we talk about a revolutionary guide to your inner power, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about empowering yourself and your truth and breaking free of all of the, you know, the man-made dictates and the cultural conditioning that we've all lived with. I mean, since we were children, we've been raised in systems that tell us to do this or that, or this is the right way, or this is who we should love, and this is the job we should have, and this is the, the money we should make. And all of this stuff has been programmed in us. So when we turn to our intuition, and that's one of the reasons why we call it radical intuition, is because it's a deep programming of all of that. When you start to live by your own inner truth and believe in that and learn how to listen to it and have confidence in it, then you deprogram all of that conditioning from those outside forces that aren't really you. And the end result is a sense of empowerment, of knowing who you are, of authenticity, and this ability to create the life that you've always wanted and that you're really made for. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Kim Chesney is with us today. www.kimchesney.com. Join the intuition revolution, she says. She is an internationally published author, and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette says Kim is on the van guard of movement to unearth the genius within the book radical intuition a revolutionary guide to using your inner power now kim we're at the halfway point 
I'm going to allow you to promote this book at the end when we're done. But since we're at the halfway point, go ahead and give another, if you will, example of how somebody can get the book. Where where can they obtain it? Yeah. So um, two things I'd like to say. You can get first of all, you can get the book anywhere your favorite bookstore online. Amazon is, is a great place if you're an Amazon shopper or Barnes and Noble. Uh, we've got it everywhere. We have it on Kindle and. Um, hard copy. But also, um, you can also right now go to my website and get my free intuition awakening guide that can get you started with some of the stuff we're talking about. And it has four simple practices to touch into these four types of intuition we've been talking about. And it's totally free. And it's it's 12 pages, but it's packed full of exercises and and little uh, things that you can start to do in your life, really just to start waking up your intuition right now. Very, very well. And you've been in the intuition business how long? Well, I've, I've, been, I've been unofficially doing it my whole life because uh, it's been my calling. But officially, since um, my first book came out in 2004, uh, The Psychic Workshop, Complete Guide for Fulfilling Your Spiritual Potential, uh, that was my first book and really talked about you know understanding the, the normal side of the psychic reality and how everybody can sort of tap into that. All right. Now, when you speak to the citizens at Barnes & Noble or a place like that, what is the most recurrent question that these people will ask you? They have to ask you. Many will ask you the same question. What is your most common questions that the people want to know? Um, well, after after everybody asks the question, does everybody have intuition? And I say yes. The next response is always, well, how do I make mine better? Right? <laughs> because we're all just sort of fumbling around with our intuition. Not many people really can fully use it. I'm still learning about it every day. I've been doing this for 20 years and I'm still learning new things every day. So the biggest question is always, how do I get better at using my intuition? Right. And there are those, I bet you, you've probably met who, I'm going to take a wild guess and tell you, they don't have intuition. And to that, you would say, if somebody says, I don't have uh, intuition, what would you respond to that with? Well, that's what my husband said when I met him. <laughs> oh, he, he said that. Guy, and he's like, I, yeah. oh. I like, I don't use intuition. I, you know, I'm cybersecurity, technology, all this stuff. I, I don't do that. But then, you know, I helped him understand that um, he just didn't realize that he was using it. Everybody has it. It's part of our human wiring. Every single person has it. Animals have it. Uh, you know, like, how do you think dogs will sit by the door when they know your owner's coming home? Because they're plugged into that connected field. They have intuition. There's, it's part of who we are. The problem is we've all been taught to, to not to listen to it. You know, maybe it's dangerous. Maybe there's a, a knowledge there that society hasn't wanted people to tap into. I don't know what how we got here, but the reality is that we just have all been sort of conditioned to not use this really valuable part of our brain and our mind that everyone can access. Wow. Now, how about these these tigers that they would use in the circus? back when the circus was an item or back when uh, Siegfried and Roy had them in Las Vegas, these big cats. Sometimes these cats, they're separated from their original owner, as you know, for years, the ones who trained them. And 20 years later, they meet up and the cat, you can tell by the behavior, the cat knows exactly who that party is. They remember them vividly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even the animals, the exotic animals have an intuitive feeling. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's especially, it gets back to that concept of entanglement that we talked about earlier is once you really have an energetic connection with any other being, it can be a person, it can be a pet, it could be any kind of uh, being. When you have that energetic connection, it never goes away. It's, it's, it's permanent. It's like that old saying, they say, oh, once you love someone, you never stop loving them. Well, you know, our feelings might change from moment to moment, but there is still that abiding connection of love that was there. So even if we don't see our pet for years at a time, there is that interconnection that remains that shows up when we see them. Yes. And people, well, I don't need to tell anybody that people treat the pets like they're a member of the family. And that's why, because on some level, you know, they have a connected consciousness with us that's very real. Even though they don't have our smart, rational minds and brains that we have, they they still have the consciousness and the intuitive connection with us. Very, very well. All right. Kim, are you writing another book or have you taken uh, time off? Uh, no, that's a great question. I, we actually have another book in the works. It's coming out in 2024 with New World Library, and we're really excited um, to announce this one. It's really going to be an expansion on the work that we've done with Radical Intuition, moving more into understanding the physics behind this and actually teaching people to do some of these extraordinary things that we talk about. Right. And it will be more radical. Will it be even more of a radical intuition than your current book or about the same or less? How would you uh, characterize it? I think it's more of an, um, it's really an expansion of the basic ideas that are in radical intuition and we apply them to the world today. So we work a lot with showing how intuition, we work with quantum physics and showing how these ideas of entanglement are actually very real. And all of the experiences that you may have had with your intuition that seem like crazy or seem like someone in the old days would have attributed to like um, spirits or some uh, strange coincidences. And there are all these things that, that are supposedly impossible things. But these impossible things are actually very possible with physics. And modern day physics is showing that all of this, the ideas that are embody intuition, the knowingness, the access to knowledge beyond this moment in time and space is actually very plausible in terms of physics now that we understand the quantum reality. So we're going to be focusing on this idea of intuition as a kind of quantum thinking that we can do these things and it's real and it's a very natural part of life. So it's really going to be cool. We're going to have a lot of fun experiments. It's very interactive. Yeah, I can't wait to finish it. I'm, I've just gotten started with all the research, and it's really coming together nicely. What is the definition, if you will, of quantum physics? Yes. Yeah, so, so this is a real key um, understanding that's this just really starting to come into the mainstream world, and it's taking a while to catch up. So, um, you know, when we lived in the sort of Newtonian world of linear thinking, that's sort of the world around us. We see this cause and effect world. We drop a ball, it hits the ground. We solve a problem. We have to figure out all the steps to get to the answer, right? So, but we realize that this Newtonian linear physical world that we live in is just sort of um, a, an outer foundation of a deeper world that's quantum in nature. And that's when we get down to this place of quantum reality, which in 
the microscopic world or the somatomic world, things start to get really extraordinary. And that's where intuition comes in. So uh, when in the quantum world, two things that are on opposite sides of the earth are still connected. That's entanglement, right? We know this. In the quantum world, everything um, is existing and connected beyond time and space. There's no time and there's no space. So you're able to uh, touch in to events and experiences from other times or from other places. And all of these really cool ideas that we sort of put into science fiction over the years, we understand that our brains are capable of doing these things. So we have this whole capacity in our mind to to tap into this deep inner inner dimension that connects all of us and have these extraordinary experiences and expand our minds to do extraordinary things. The trick is learning how to do that. So what we do at my school, Intuition Lab, I founded a school, we have classes and workshops, is practice going into that inner dimension and having these extraordinary experiences and getting these validations that show, show us that it's actually real. This is not something we're making up. This is, this is real, actual science, and we're living it in and, and really profound ways that touch our lives. Right. Tell me about your school. Yeah. So in, in 2017, I started a school called Intuition Lab because I really believe that we, you know, as collectively need to explore this. And, you know, it's work that I had been doing in small groups with uh, my teachings over the years, but I wanted to bring people together so we could practice together and grow together. And, and it really is part of this, you know, personal expansion of our lives. So it's very personal. It's not just something that's science-based. It's something that, you know, by expanding our hearts and minds and, and becoming better people, we actually activate this quantum dimension within us where we can do these extraordinary things. So what's so cool is, you know, we'll have these workshops and, you know, like, something like remote viewing. This is, remote viewing is a great example. A lot of people hear that term and they think, oh, that's some, that's impossible. There's no way that you can know, you can't see something that's a thousand miles away. Like, how could we ever do that? Well, um, the U.S. government would disagree with you because they put close to $2 million or $20 million into, you know, government programs with Project Stargate, working with Stanford University and an excellent team of physicists and scientists and artists even to show that remote viewing is actually a thing. And they used it during um, with the Soviet Union. They used it to, you know, retrieve uh, people, and and it, it, they actually had a high degree of success with it. So remote viewing was one of those things that they started to realize that okay, people can actually do this. Anybody can do it. You don't have to be some person who's like has some special gift. If they if we show you the process and teach you the method, anyone can do it. So it, that's the kind of thing we do in the class. We'll all have a remote viewing session together, and everybody will, their minds will be blown that they totally described what my house looks like or described like the interior uh, design of my house or whatever target we choose to use. So practicing with things like that and showing people the extraordinary things that they're actually capable of, that helps to understand that there really is a higher reality that we're capable of tapping into. Now, are you giving them clues about what the interior of your house looks like? Or are they going up to YouTube and cheating? Or how do they know? <laughs> how do they know what the interior of your home looks like? How do they even have a clue? Well, how does this actually work? Right, right. And, and, and that's what that's the common question. How is this even possible? So when you start back at this idea, there's something called the zero point field, which is this field uh, that connects all things. So if you think about between you and I, right, we're not together in time and space, but there we're still energetically connected. There is, there's nothing empty between even you and your desk where you're sitting. There's, it's all full of energy. So on that energy, information travels. So we are able, and it travels instantaneously because it's non-local, because it's not something there is no real separation in reality. That's the quantum understanding of the world. So when you realize and you sit down 
down and you open your mind and you open your mind to tapping into that place, you can see it. Not like you actually see it perfectly. You know, nobody's that good at it really with, with our intuition, but you'll get little drips and pieces and they might be able to just see like a yellow wall with a painting on it, or they might describe a lot of white furniture. They might just get little bits and pieces. One, one guy last year, he described the whole layout of my house and there's no way he could have done it. He's never been to my house. That's just not online anywhere. He walked through my house and told me where all the rooms were and everybody's like jaw was dropping. So um, it really depends on the way that your intuition works, that you can get it in different ways through symbols. You can get it through images. You can, you can use your gut feeling, but this kind of thing is very real. And that's a person who had never done any of this stuff before. He had never tried remote viewing in his life. He didn't even believe it was real. Um, so it's one of those things that you can actually do these things. We don't believe that we can until we try it. So we wanted to open space and intuition labs for people to try these things so they can see it and experience it for themselves. That's the only way you're going to believe in it. That is amazing, but it's a radical way of thinking, you got to admit. Uh, hence, I guess what you're calling radical intuition. Exactly. Your exactly. book, it's, it's, Radical it's Intuition. Yep. It is a radical way of understanding the world as an interconnected whole instead of a divided place of physical things that we can't access. Okay. The book, ladies and gentlemen, is by Kim Chesney and her website, kimchesney.com. It is called Radical Intuition, a revolutionary guide to using your inner power. So the guy who told you what the interior of your house looked like, having never before been in it, ever before. He was demonstrating radical intuition, and that came to him how, do you think? Was it gut? Um, was it mind? Was it emotive feelings? Or was it spiritual? Great question. That's a really great question. And I think um, if he were to answer this, I think what he would say was that, um, you know, first thing, you know, he really did was we just open up to, we just be like, okay, I'm just going to open my mind and just see what drops in. And that's really the key point is getting your thinking mind out of the way. He's not trying to like figure out what, like, oh, what kind of house do I think she has? Right. He stops thinking, right? The, the key to all this is we have to stop thinking. We have to get that rational mind out of the way and just like open up to that intuitive mind. Just go with your gut. So I think what happened is he just sort of got sort of an impression of a front door. And then his, through his gut feelings, he was just kind of like, oh, I feel that there's like some kind of room off to the left. And then straight ahead, I feel like like there's a living room right ahead. And then I feel like there's stairs. Or something. So he kind of just, you heard him talking about it, using the word feel a lot, but also sort of like plugging in visual direction. And he just kind of, I mean, wasn't, you know, really sure of himself. It wasn't like he was, you know, some magician who was like, oh, I know exactly what it looks like. He, he really just had these little drips of, of information and energy that, that un, unwinded this whole big picture of the house. And like I said, he wasn't someone who had really ever studied intuition or wasn't even sure if he was a believer in intuition. But um, after that, like he told me, he's like, that, that changed everything. I'm in, I believe. And then he, you know, I'm working with him ever since and he's really done some amazing work with his intuition and, and very very um, much opened that up so it's a really exciting journey and when you activate something like that and get into that intuitive space you realize what's possible and then there's so much more you know it's just the beginning oh you've activated other radical intuitions within that same gentleman was it equally right. as dramatic as him telling you about your home <laughs> or no well, I do think not that's quite like that good 
Yeah. The first time there's always something really magical that happens when, you know, when you reach out to the universe and something touches you back and you realize that, that there is something really magical and profound happening in life beyond the, the three dimensions that we're living in. It, it really changes you and it's exciting and it, it really opens up and comes alive within you. But then, you know, really, you, that's just entering in that space. But then all of these little things, uh, you know, all the connections that he's made with people and all, our students have moments all the time of these extraordinary experiences that continue to validate it. And that's part of it is building trust. First, you enter into it, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's real. And a lot of people listening may have had an experience like that in their life. Like, even if you, you know, saw a ghost or you just knew something that you couldn't have been able to know sometimes, those little extraordinary experiences, that's sort of entering into this gateway of, okay, something else is happening here. And I need to figure out why. I need to figure out if it's real. And then, so you go in. And then what the universe does is it gives you these little pieces that allow you to continue to validate and build trust in that interconnection. Uh, so when these things happen, happen to me and they happen to me all the time. Like I, they're not like big moments anymore. They just become a lifestyle of insightfulness that I live every day. And it just becomes part of my being and and this trust in myself and this intervention is guiding me. All right. COVID-19. We've all been aware of it. Nobody cares to discuss it. It's a dirty word (laughs) in society, but there are people and they're highly misled. If you want my opinion on it, they believe, oh, I can't get that. That's a government conspiracy. Uh, I'm not afraid to know ghosts, etc., etc. Do people come to you and say, Kim, am I going to get the COVID? And you tell them, oh, no, I can see. I can tell by my radical (laughs) intuition. You're good to go. You're not going to get it. Or is that something you will stay away from? I hope you'll stay away from it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've never actually had anybody ask me that, and I, I don't, I don't use my powers that way either. You know, I really want to empower people to get in touch with their own intuition um, and not go to other people. The whole point of this book isn't uh, to ask other people, because remember, the whole point is to trust yourself. So what I do is help people to trust themselves, so you don't have to rely on anybody or any system to guide you when you're in touch with that true teacher, that true guru, that's the one inside you. So if someone did ask me that, I would put it, you know, to them, to their hearts and minds. And, and, you know, and I was one of those people, like I, I, you know, hadn't had, I got COVID this summer for the first time. And it's not that I didn't think I was going to get it, you know, whatever. I was afraid of it. I didn't want to get it, but I was kind of hoping that I I wasn't going to get it. Um, But I did get it and I got it pretty bad. Um, But you know, it really, it taught me such a, gave me such a gift. I'd like to say that my experience, it was very, it was horrible. And when I was focusing on being alive, I really came very much in touch with myself. And I had a lot of space to really, to connect with that field of, of stillness within me. And, you know, it reminded me of how important that interconnection is and how important that peace within us is and how much we have to appreciate in life. So, you know, for me, I I did, I did receive some gifts from that experience having lived through it. And, you know, I think on some level, COVID does have some gifts for us, which is that call to slow down and to, you know, stop just running around. Like we're living in a society where we're so busy and we're always having to do a million things. And there's all this pressure to get out and do when, when really so much of our, the richness and aliveness of our being is found through being still and, and touching to that part within us that we find in the quiet and the peace of our lives. Right. Now we have had world famous rock and rollers who came out and 
basically they boo-hooed the entire COVID-19 situation. They came out, they said it was a government conspiracy. It was a bunch of uh, nonsense. It was uh, a ghost, etc., etc. And you know what? At least two of the naysayers caught it. I'm not going to give their names. People who have heard it and read about it know who I'm talking about. Two people who were very famous, caught it, and they said, oh, this thing nearly killed me. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. excuse me. I Am I ever wrong? And now, (laughs) isn't it funny that now the conspiracy, the verbal conspiracy, and the I ain't afraid of no ghosts, that kind of has ended (laughs) now. Oh, it has ended, and... I am delighted. Thank goodness. Oh, yes. Yes, it has. So you can't believe everything you hear. And what in the world is a musician who is not a medical doctor even commenting on it at all? You know, they're not trained for that. Mm -hmm. Not trained Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah. And and honestly, when it comes to intuition, that was one of the big questions. So, So my book came out right in the middle of the pandemic. So when, you know, we were doing the book launch, we talked a lot about about the, all of these conspiracy theories and all of the stuff and the misinformation and all the fake news. And, you know, that's another really good way to use your intuition is really like putting your that stuff to the test. Like, you know, you hear so much BS out there and you don't know what to believe and you don't know what is true. So, you know, putting everything you hear to that little part of yourself, like, does that feel right? Like asking yourself, does that feel right? Mm, I don't think that feels right. So if it doesn't feel right, there's probably a, a something about it that's not right. So we can use our intuition to sort of sift through some of that stuff and, and, you know, realize what's true for us. Isn't that the truth? Kim Chesney has been with us for the last hour, everyone. www.kimchesney.com. Join the intuition revolution. Kim is an internationally published author. She is on the vanguard of movement to unearth the genius within. Her book is entitled Radical Intuition, a revolutionary guide to using your inner power. We're out of time. Kim, tell them once again, if they've just joined us, where do they get your book? Yes. Thank you for having me. I've been so great to be able to be here. You can check out the book on my website, kimchesney.com, or you can visit the school, intuition-lab.com, and the book is available online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your favorite booksellers. And don't forget to stop by and get my free Intuition Awakening Guide. It's on my website, and you can get started doing some of the stuff we talked about right now. Very, very well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rick Flynn speaking on behalf of myself and Kim Chesney at www www.kimchesney.com. She is asking everyone to join the intuition revolution. She's a best-selling author. She's an intuition pioneer. She has a lifelong passion for raising awareness of humanity's inner potential. It is a fascinating topic, and you can learn all about it in her book, Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power. Thank you, Kim, for coming on. This is Rick Flynn on behalf of myself and our special guest, 
guest, Kim Chesney, ladies and gentlemen, at www.kimchesney.com. It's been fun, but I've got to run. We'll see you next Wednesday with another brand new show. Thank you all for tuning us in, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you. Good night. Thank you so much, Rick, for having me. It's been such a pleasure to be here. And I invite everybody to check out my book, Radical Intuition, or visit my website, kimchesney.com, to get that free intuition awakening guide. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye-bye. The preceding was a Rick Flynn production. This is your announcer, Chantal Marie speaking.